Hi, this is Scott Wilson. I'm the founder of Digital Influence. Hey, if you're wanting to learn how to embrace change and navigate through the disruption as a leader, then listen to the Leadership is Changing podcast with my good friend, Dennis Giannoutos. Welcome to Leadership is Changing. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change. This is taking your leadership to another level by finding the balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Hey, welcome to the show, Leadership is Changing. What we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Leaders everywhere confront similar obstacles because people are people, but everywhere you go, leaders are overwhelmed, disrupted, and under pressure. They run from email to email, meeting to meeting. Many leaders are not changing quick enough, which means they run the risk of becoming irrelevant and being left behind. The purpose of the show is taking our listeners' leadership to another level by finding their balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. I believe we don't have enough effective leaders in the world today, and if we can get the leaders to step up and lead change, they can inspire real change. Hey, listeners, it's now time to adapt in our fast-moving world, and I have a great guest with me here today. His name's Scott Wilson. He is the founder of Digital Influence, a digital marketing and advertising agency. Over the last 16 years, Scott has shown thousands of businesses through his seminars, online workshops, and S5 Digital Sales and Marketing System, how to win more business from the internet. Scott's leadership style is simple. Hire the best people you can find and then get out of their way. Lead through core values and daily meeting rhythms and celebrate your victories. Hey, Scott, welcome to the show. Cheers, Dennis. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, great. Great to have you here. Hey, just giving you a quick introduction on you. Tell us a little bit more about your background. Yeah, a little bit about my background. So I um, I love business. That's that's my thing. I really do love business. Grew up in a in a family um, where business wasn't the thing. Uh, it was uh, going and um, you know getting a job and doing that sort of stuff. But I, I always had a passion. I, I saw my uncles or no, my, my grandfather, my great grandfather. They owned farms and uh, they worked really hard and, and you know were very successful. Uh, and then you know I went to school and I didn't really enjoy school, um, mm-hmm. but I didn't mind hard work because I'd go to the farms and I'd work hard. Uh, and my dad, he was in a, one job for 47 years at the freezing works. And um, and uh, so, yeah, I, I, I didn't really see, I wasn't really around business people at all. But as soon as I got into sales and marketing, I kind of saw that there was another way, another way forward. And I uh, really... You know, went to school. Went to school to eat my lunch and play cricket. Uh, and <laughs> I wasn't really a good reader. You know, I had kind of didn't understand why uh, you had to read certain books that I couldn't even pronounce, pronounce the words, like the you know some of the Shakespeare stuff and some of the you know Animal Farm and all this sort of stuff. So I didn't read a lot. And my life kind of changed when I was in. I was actually in London. I was working for a guy who uh, had a building company where me and my friend Dean had made him a lot of money and he invited us to come to Spain for the for the Christmas holidays. And he said, I remember him, he said, look, we're going to go to the bookstore and um, we'll get some books because, you know, like there's obviously a number of things to do, but, you know, probably want to read a book. And I was like, Sonny, there's no way I'm reading a book. And he went to, we went to the bookstore anyway. And he, he said something that changed my life, and it was like, Scott, look, you can choose any book you want to read. 
And, mm. you know, all, all through my schooling career and all that sort of stuff, it was I was told what to read. Right. And, you know, I, I don't know about you, but as a business owner, I don't you know, like being told what to do all the time. Um, yep. But it, it made a profound difference, and, and, I, and it was really interesting. I wasn't really into basketball at all, but my, all my mates had played basketball. But I saw this book by Dennis Rodman, uh, As Bad As I Want to Be, and he played for the Bulls, and he was kind of like the, I guess, the, the guy that was different um, and I read this book and it just opened my eyes to another world that was out there and how you could actually educate yourself on on everything that you wanted just by reading books. And that led my passion for reading books and got me into sales and marketing, got me to where I am today. And, you know, I just thank, you know, I thank, uh, you know, Sonny for that time. He really did change my life. He probably didn't even know that, but it, but it really has made a significant difference. Yeah, and I think that's uh, that's an interesting way that you're putting it because uh, for a lot of leaders today, whether they are they're an entrepreneur, they have their own business, or they're in a large corporate, whatever it is, what we say and what we do does have impact on people and has impact on people for life. And so I think you know the example you talked about there was Sunny and and giving you that sort of feedback or helping you and encouraging you was it was really quite cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Opened up another world, that's for sure, right? Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, cool. Hey, have you? Um, how did you get into leadership? How did you get into that whole space um, of? So, back in the day when I, I left, I was working for a large corporate, and I, I was actually looking after a group of uh, resellers throughout New Zealand, and you know, sort of managing you know groups of people. They were business owners themselves. But then I sort of wanted to start my own own business. And the interesting thing is, when I started my own business, I, I actually never really wanted to have any team members. <laughs> mm. And it was kind of like, I was going to do this by myself. And in my first business, that's what I did. And I grew that. But then I realized as I got into my second business, there was no way it was going to grow without having people on board. And, and, and so that was a big shift for me, like to get into the actual you know, having other people around because, um, you know, and, and and now like I wouldn't be have it any other way, right? But at the time it was like, you know, I didn't really want to do anything with people, um, you know, so, yeah. yeah. Life would be so much simpler without people, eh? Um, yeah. I, I do really enjoy it now though. Like it's, it's a hmm. complete, you know, complete turnaround. I wouldn't have it any other way. And, but that's definitely how I got into it. And, and I had a search engine optimization business. Uh, we were doing a lot of stuff with Google and, you know, we were hiring people, really smart people, you know, and we just had to hire them and then let them leave them to it, you know, which was challenging to say the least sometimes, you know. Yep. And you're right. I mean, and that's what we said in your introduction, right? Hire the best people you can find and then get out of their way. And I think totally. that's getting it getting out of their way is a big thing, right? Because we can get in their way and we have to definitely get out of their way for sure. Hey Scott, who's your favorite leader? Now this person could be alive or from history. Who's your favorite leader and why? I love like a Jim Ryan was a real leader for me. And and I really the reason I loved it was his philosophies were so simple work harder on yourself than you do in your job. You know, it was like, that's something that really sung to me, you know, like work harder on yourself. Um, don't wish it were easier, wish you were better, you know. And and so he, he like, he has led me over the years, never met him personally, but have met him, you know, through my ears and through the written book. He was something, he was someone that really led me. And what I liked about what he was talking about is he, 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 
talked about things and gave stories and examples and metaphors. And I, yep. I really, I really like his thinking um, and how he would challenge um, you. Uh, and I think that's what, as a leader, that's one of your jobs is to challenge people as well. Um, so yeah, Jim Rohn for me would be be someone who who really stood out. Um, I, I still to this day love listening to him. You know. I love, I love the way he speaks, huh? And yeah. um, and then his voice and and the way he says things towards the end of a sentence. It's really yeah, of quite... course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, tremendous. Because, yeah. because he, he his mindset, and I think as a leader, that's something that you should be sharpening as much as you can. You know, um, yes. you know your mindset and bringing what you bring to the game. So yeah, Jim Rohn, world class. Yeah, very good. Now the show's called Leadership is Changing. When yeah. I say that terminology, what, what does that mean for you? I look, I, you know, I had a good think about this, and, and I look at my the way my leadership is. I think, um, you know, as we as the world quickens up, and, and you know, and now we, you know, we got people wanting to work from home, you got people working in the office. This, yep. this whole game is changing, right? There's different laws around all this sort of stuff now. Uh, there's going to be different laws created because of of everything that's going on. So, I think um, leadership now has to be more open uh, and transparent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, you know, and that's that's definitely where I see it because if you want a world-class team, I'm a massive believer in, in hiring good people and getting out of their, their way, but leading through the core values, leading through right. through the, the, the vision and the bigger picture, but then bringing it back to the core values that everyone can buy into um, and everyone can take ownership of. And I think that's where, for me, the, the change is coming because you, you're going to have people that want to work from home. You're going to have, you know, and, and that that brings a different dynamic to a team, you know, like it's not as connected. So how do we make it connected? Well, we've got to make it connected through through uh, some core core vision or core core values that, that can really help us drive forward. And so that's the biggest thing I see changing, you know, is, is how you connect your teams. Yeah, I, and you're right. I mean, that word connect that you've just used there, and okay, connect, we use technology to connect, whether mm. it's face-to-face and also virtual. But then the other thing too would be connecting them and reminding them and connecting back time and time again to the core values, as totally. you're saying, because it's not just a five-minute wonder tick in a box, hey, yeah. we've done, we've got our core values. Yeah. It's actually bringing it to life for them, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, exactly. And and bringing to life core values is the key. Uh, for, for me, personally, and that's what I believe, uh, you know, we have four core values in our business. Number one is happy to come to work, happy to leave. So what I mean by that is I want people that are happy to turn up, whether they're working from home or whether, you know, because we have a we have a global team, um, or whether they are coming into the office. I want them happy to come here. Like I always tell my, tell my people, it's not a jail. You don't actually have to be here. But if you right. are going to be here, be happy, you know, be happy in your work. Look to, to deliver world-class stuff, you know. But I also want them happy to leave. I want them happy to actually have things outside of work that they're going to and enjoying, right, because that's right. a big part of it, right? You, you don't want just yep. people turning up to be robots every day, right? Hmm. Yeah, that's core cool value number one. Uh, number two is um, passionate about seeing others win. So we have a hashtag, one of my philosophies is celebrate your victories. We have a a daily meeting rhythm, and one of the things that we do first off in that that meeting rhythm is daily wins. You know, it could be a personal win, it could be a client win, but you bring a win to the table, you know. So people, you know, people like to win, right? And and we love seeing others win. We want our clients to win. You know, I jokingly say to to some of our clients, you know, my staff care about 
you winning more than most of your employees do. And you know what? They get it. The the, the owners of those businesses get it because they see it day in, day out. Our, our team yep. work hard for them, right? So yep. that's, a, that's a real big one. And I think that galvanizes um, people when, when they hear about success and, and they bring their successes to the table. So it's a great way to get feedback um, going with people. Then another one, a third core value was world-class uh, training, world-class outcomes. So I'm a massive believer in giving the team the best training we can afford, okay? We're, we work in an environment that is that is hugely competitive. Oh, I was saying in, in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king, and it seriously is in the digital space, you know? There's, yep. So I want to give my team the upper, the upper hand by giving them world-class training. And, and that really helps them, right? That helps them be the, be the best that they can be. But also it helps our clients. You know, that's the, mm. that's the outcome to it. And I've seen that time and time again. You know, and some people said to me, oh, you know, you're training teams and people, are, you know, they'll leave and start their own business. And uh, that's great. You know, like, awesome. At least they're going to they go and then go do a good job for the other people that they're going to work for, right? Well, that's part of your success story, isn't it? Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's you know, it's, 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 it's it's why it's how it should be. It's just a different way of thinking, and I'd rather have them here and they're awesome than have them here and they're not that awesome, right? No, um, yep. So this is the cool thing about um, having core values too. Uh, when I learned this and understood this and started implementing it, core values allow you to hire on core values, but also fire on core values. So right. it never becomes a personal. When you're getting rid of someone, it's never it never becomes that personal because they're out of alignment with your core values, and you can actually talk them to that. And, and people then decide, hey, yeah, this pl- probably is not the environment for me. So, uh, And the last one is influence through education. We believe nice. if you influence people on the, on the value of doing business with you by giving them education in advance, then you, you get a, pers- a better person showing up. You know? mm. um, so for me, core values is, is a strong part of leadership and you know, to some degree, you can have self you can have um, self leadership within the teams now because they will understand the core values, um, so they know what's right and what's wrong for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've set that expectation as well, which is brilliant. Yeah, and I like the, the four core values for sure, and bringing it mm. to life team. Hey, listeners, uh, so here with Scott Wilson, we're just talking about the core values of what he uses with his team and helps them bring it to life uh, for them, but also their customers too. So it's fantastic. Hey, Scott. Um, how has your business or industry changed and what demand has that put on you and the team? Yeah, it's a great question. Like our business has definitely changed, you know, like, yeah. uh, oh, look, we were we were going, you know, uh, you know, along pretty good. And then obviously lockdown happened. You know, I jokingly said to my mates, you know, like um, I missed the getting all the painting and um, home renovation gear ready during that lockdown period. You know, a lot of my mates did their houses up and stuff. We were just too busy working. You know, people right. were wanting to move online, and it's that's even starting to increase now. You know, like uh, I kind of saw what was happening over the last few years with the way digital, uh, the ad spend on digital was increasing, increasing, and in 2019 it overtook traditional media in America. But I think exponentially that's going to grow now um, and more and mm. more people are shifting online. There's some real challenges with that, though, uh, is, is around expectations of what they think they can achieve. So so that that's you know really a hard a hard one for for us, and that's why we have a daily meeting. So we on our daily meetings, we focus on wins, we focus on what we're focusing for the day, and what hurdles we've got. So so all the team know they're across 
all that sort of stuff. So it really is keeping the keeping those rhythms going. So because change is this constant in this industry, you know, yep. um, you, you could wake up in the morning and see two ad accounts banned for no other reason that Facebook just made that, you know, and so then someone has to spend, you know, a good part of half a day online talking to the teams in, about Facebook to get that back, you know. So there's everyone, every industry has their challenges and it's just, that's just, just, what we're dealing with now. And I think, you know, you have to prepare for that. One of the young fellas here, Josh, the other day has created a spreadsheet of every issue that we've ever had um, dealing with Facebook and Google and stuff. So when anyone has another issue, we can go back into that bank and go, oh, yeah, that issue. Okay, this is what we do with that. Nice. You know? So That's just, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, just trying to learn from those those issues, right? Yeah, now you mentioned just before that there, there's a lot of businesses and that wanting to get online. What, mm. What's probably been what's probably one of the biggest aha moments or cat you know that that businesses get caught on that sort of holds them back uh, from going online or going online fast? I mean, what sort of holds them back? Just not understanding the strategy. You know, understanding, you know, most people, if you look from a marketing perspective, most people are too focused on their product, you know, right. versus the problems that they solve. So they go yep. to the market online and, and they just talk about their product, product, product. Well, no one's actually searching online for your product unless you've got a really, you know, big brand name. You know, they're searching for the problems that they have. And and so so a lot of people come to us and then it takes a, it takes a little bit to – get them to understand that, hey, you know, you're going to have to create and enter the conversation that people are already having in their own minds about the problems that they have. But then you can leverage technology to do that, right, to, to become yep. – so we teach people how to have three core messages and then what are the problems that we solve and then here's how we use a couple of um, really smart advertising formulas like consistency message plus frequency or reach to create relevancy. And it's it's an education process because it's, it's, it's totally different than, say – you know, like yellow pages or traditional, you know, like, you know, you can with a phone, right? You know, we teach people, you can, you can create a video. Um, you could have it up online in 15 minutes. You could have a client in 20, you know, we, I've got, we've got a business um, that we've dealt with just before COVID coming out of COVID. Um, you know, they're a brand new business in a highly competitive financial industry, no brand name, no nothing. He's had over a quarter of a million video views on a video wow. shot, with, shot with an iPhone. I told him what to say. I gave him the script to say uh, it's a six-figure-plus business in probably the space of three months. Amazing, you know? eh? And, and so that's the speed at which things can happen. And I think for, for us, our biggest, our biggest thing is dealing with unspoken expectations, you know, so mm. so getting, making sure that we ask those hard questions at the start when we talk to clients uh, or potential clients, interviewing them, actually knowing, do they know their numbers? Number one, do you know your numbers? Okay, you don't, well, we need to know the numbers first. We need to know what it's going to cost you to get a client. We need to know what you're prepared to pay to get a client, you know, and, and it's because the internet, and, and I think this is something that people are kind of starting to grasp, it's very transparent. So you sure. can actually know if you spend $5, how much you should get back, you know. So for, so for that client, we know 
uh, we start his ads on, on a Sunday, turn them off on a Wednesday, he'll have probably in excess of 80 leads by then. We know what it costs him to get an approval, you know, so so we've taken his approval cost from $125 down to $62.50. That was using static ads, this is using video, and we know what it costs, you know, per settled deal. And, and those are the numbers that you need to know. And I think that's the biggest challenge for the people that are getting into the digital space because if you don't know the numbers, you can't win because you'll probably spend too less. Uh, you know, the, the people that can spend the most will win if you know your numbers. Because mm-hmm. okay. you're going to pay, I mean, you can afford to pay more to get a client. Yeah, get it. Yeah, yeah. And I and I hear you actually saying two things. You've got to know your business and how it's solving problems for customers yep. and then know the numbers and actually getting the, 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 the business in as well. The metrics. Because you can yeah. go, you can you can dial it up or down, you know, when you, yeah. once you get it right. It's an exciting yeah, time to be alive, you know, like seriously. Yeah, cool. Plus also shooting a video like that, 250,000 video views, and you can build an audience off the back of those people that are watching those videos. All it's, off a phone. All off a phone. Crazy. Amazing. Yep. <laughs> Very good. Hey, if there was one thing that you could change in business as a leader today, what, what would it be? One thing. One thing I would change. You know, I think, um, you know, at the speed at which things are happening, <laughs> you know, it's just crazy how some things, you know, even even the speed of everything that's going on at the moment with the, you know, the, the virus and all that sort of stuff, it's just sometimes, and, and, and this is one thing, because I, I realized I couldn't change it, right? You know, um, so I started uh, using meditation and a guided meditation um, to actually right. Quiet in my brain, quiet in my mind, because you know, as a business owner and someone who has a team and stuff, you get a lot of things happening. You know, you, you only just have you have you don't have your business at, at nine o'clock and you finish at five o'clock, and that's your business. Your business is twenty four seven, and then you have a family, and then you know you have your friends and all this other stuff. So I found that the speed of things that was it was really you know taking. So the thing I decided to change was me and, and doing meditation. Uh, I came in this morning, I was here at 7.30, I did a guided meditation for 20 minutes, and then I go and write my, my goals and my tasks and stuff for the day. So that was the that was the thing uh, I decided to change. And, and it's been it's been a revelation, really. Awesome. It's not something I thought I'd do, you know? Um, no. I'm a wow. Kiwi bloke, traditional, you know, rugby racing and beer and stuff, you know? <laughs> not someone who's going to do guided meditation, but it's probably been one of the biggest, the best things I've ever done. And you're saying twenty minutes? Is that do you do that every day, or is it just? Uh, I do, I do not not every day, but it's a guided meditation. Um, there's a lady called what's her name Grace Smith. Uh, she has a whole bunch of different ones, so you can plug different ones into what, whatever you want to do. Some of them are a bit longer, and I'll do that pretty much probably five times a week. Yeah. And, and it really helps, especially, you know, when you're wanting to get a f- number of things done and just focus your your mind and on in what you're doing. Great. Hey, listeners, if you haven't tried it out already, Scott's just talked about how one thing he's changed in business is actually as a leader, he has actually taken things to do some guided meditation for 20 minutes and actually take time to help him slow down things in his brain and his mind and his, you know, what's going on between his ears. And so he's actually used that to slow him down. So then he can actually be in a position whereby he's probably going to make better decisions. He'd probably make uh, more informed decisions, more um, – and I don't know. I mean, I can't talk for your staff or the, the team and that, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I know the leaders that I've worked with who have done similar things too, Scott. They've become better, more effective leaders, but they've actually become a lot nicer to be around. And so 
people are having a lot more fun with them. Yeah, totally. And, and look, that's you know that's one of the reasons I, I, I want to do it too, right? Like, yeah, you you can feel like you're just going to burst sometimes yeah. when you're you know dealing with a whole bunch of stuff. And so it's just a it's just a great way to like um, you know I go to the gym in the morning. I go to the gym at uh, five thirty, and then I have my uh, breakfast and that with my with my uh, family. Then I come into the office, and then it's it's kind of my time uh, in that morning space, you know, where I set myself up for the day. Uh, and so I, I really enjoy it, um, and it's yeah, it's I, I think you know give it a give it a go if you haven't, and if you feel that you you know that that weight or anything that's coming on on you, or you you know you just can't get a clear head, then it's a great way just to reset. And, I do the guided one, like it's called hypnotherapy, because um, if I sit there by myself and just my brain just goes, so I actually use a guided meditation because I've just found it easier for me in my creative head. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, very good. And so I think, you know, a lot of successful people in life um, and whatever they do, they do have this discipline of the time they get up in the morning, what they do, the rituals they do every day. Um, Like you just said, like gym, and then there's the breakfast with the family, then in the office, and it's your your time again, whereby you're doing that uh, meditation and so forth, setting your goals for the day. Uh, yeah. tasks and that which is really important so yeah, yeah well done hey um this this is a question around the team and employees and, that, and not just your team this might be out you might be able to see in the market as well but also for through other friends how has employee expectations of leaders changed yeah i think um i think uh when i look at that and you know reading that question i was like one thing i think i've, I've seen changes is, is people want a lot more tra- transparency from their leaders now you know right. and and they want to you know um i guess be involved and, and be involved in something that's a, a bigger than just coming to work you know um so I think, you know, for me, that's probably be the number one thing is that transparency. And I think that's a good thing because you can let them in on, you know, the things that you're going through as a, as a business owner or as a business leader or a leader, leadership in the business. And you can see, you can show them, hey, this is actually what I'm dealing with as well. You know, even just yep. the conversation yesterday I, I had with one of my team, I just showed them some stuff and they were like, wow. You know, such and such said there was more to this, and I said, "Yeah, exactly, there is." So that's why I showed you, because uh, I need you to understand. And you know, I'm letting you behind the curtain a little bit, right? And and I think that's important too. You know, to be transparent, and so that they understand. You know, sure. Because sure. a lot of people, you know, and it was interesting. I was talking to a guy the other day, and and he was saying, you know, he helps some business owners with with stuff, and 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 one of it was, you know, he was talking about how. You know, he his some of the guys he deals with were, were feeling guilty about leaving early some days. You know, and and stuff go, oh yeah, the boss is off again, all that sort of stuff. But but you know, they don't see the hours that you're doing. You know, yeah, maybe at night or in the weekends and stuff. So just maybe showing them and sharing with you what what you're actually up to is a good thing. You know, so because you don't have to feel guilt. You know. Um, but because you're not being transparent about the process, they don't have any other way to judge you. Nice. So pull the curtain back a little bit, be more, a little bit more transparent with your team, and allow them to see the things that they may not always see. Yeah. And I think they will appreciate it as well, right? So, um, which is pretty good. Excellent. Hey, um, so you, you shared before some things, which I think will go into this question, but if there's something actually additional to what you might want to share uh, or what you shared before, which is what makes a leader successful today in the fast-paced, ever-changing world? Mm. 
I just want to go back to probably the, the thing I said at the start when you hire people. Like, hire the best people you can. Um, be really ruthless with that, you know. You know, we've just been through that hiring process uh, recently and, you know, we could have hired two people. We hired a person, but then it's like, okay, we've hired them. Now let's get out of their way, okay? We give them some form of structure. But what one of the things we do in the first 90 days with our, with our new hires is they have to send us a daily email. And it's and it's real clear. I'll actually just I'll find one of them because there's some really good content that I can share. Uh, so it basically captures five key areas. And basically one is today, what did you achieve? Okay, so they just basically let us know what they what they achieve. Uh, number two is problems they ran into, um, which is which is a real good one, right? Because because you you might think everything's working really really well, but the recent hire was straight away. Oh, here's one of the problems I ran into: the computer that uh, I'm working on is really slow. And I'm like, man, it's a brand new Mac. That's weird. Okay, so we went in and we found that um, the uh, the old uh, person who had been using it had dumped a whole bunch of video files on it that we, we didn't need anymore. So the computer right. was really slow, right? So if I hadn't asked that question, the person would have just been put up with an old with the old computer, right? And we would have mm. never found it out. So every night, every, every one one email every ninety days or every day for ninety days. Uh, what's your plan for the next working day? Okay, so it gets them thinking about their next working day. Then is what 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 you need help with, okay? Is there something that I can help you with or what do you need help with when you work? And that's, once again, to get some asking questions, um, that yep. type of stuff. And then the third, the fifth one is the most important, and it's, okay, what opportunities have you seen in this business and what opportunities have you seen to make it better? Wow. So all of a sudden, I'm getting fresh eyes over my business going, okay, so, so this young lady, the first – Two days in, she's settled in. The email's coming in. One was the website's not that great. We need to change it. I said, "Cool, you're now in charge of that." Awesome. She's like, "She's like, what?" I said, "Yep, you've you've found the opportunity. You've seen it. You want to go? You know, you've got the skills. Go change it." Two days later, oh, your social media needs a um, you needs a facelift. Cool. Tell me what we need to do, and now you're in charge of it. All right. So the whole time, these people, yeah, they're giving you opportunities. Um, we had a meeting, a brainstorming meeting. It wasn't the structure wasn't as good as what she had used in the past. She gave us a uh, from where she used to work a really defined structure for a brainstorming session. That's now become a policy in the business. We're now selling that and making money from that decision. The girl has only been with us three weeks. Brilliant, huh? That's great. Yeah. So. so, so- Sorry, hire the best people that you can. Hire the best people. And, and then, and then empower them. Empower yeah. them, yeah. Yeah, empower yeah. them. Like give them give them that email framework and happy to share it. Um, I can send it to you if people want to use it. But it's like it's a beautiful thing, especially the last one, because fresh eyes in a business will always see the things that you are not seeing, you know, and it's the best time you can get before they get into some of those habits that you actually have in a business, right? And, and then they can bring value. But then also, if they come with ideas, you let them implement them. No matter yeah, if, they, if they don't implement them the best or not, you just let them implement it. You can fix stuff yep. over time, you know? Brilliant. That's that's fantastic. Yeah. Very, very mm. cool. Yeah. All righty. So, so that's great. So that's what a leader can do to be successful today in this past uh, pace of a changing world. Here's the here's a question for you, and it's more about the future. So it's getting you to get your crystal ball out here right now. So uh, where do you see leadership being in the next five years? 
Yeah, that's a great question. Would I see leadership being the next? I, I kind of see, for me personally, having a group of leaders together. And, and, and when I look at that, you know, getting around more and more people I think is really important, you know, even even like customers and stuff like that that are leaders, you know, actually getting around them and learning and, and you know, I guess that's a big thing for me. I'm always looking to learn stuff from from other people, whether they're a client or whether they are, you know, coaches or mentors. I, I think that's, you know, it'll it'll become more transparent. I think the key, and, and this is one of the things I'm getting my team to focus on, is being more connected with your clients, being more connected. So so for me, we're, we're running a lot more events. And when I mean events, social events, connecting right. people events. Because as the world becomes less connected, then we want to be the people that are connecting people. Because people are still humans. They still thrive that, that yep. connection, right? So I think, you know, for me, where do I see leadership? I see the leaders that, that, that will – that have the more human connection will be the ones that really, really stand out. The ones that are prepared to, and this is something I learned from my father passing away is um, have the hard conversations, you know, have hard conversations with people because they'll respect you for it more, you know? So mm-hmm. being prepared to be open, transparent and have hard conversations is a, is a recipe for success in the next five years. Cause I see as the world speeds up and there's so much false information out there, you being, more connected with people and, and, you know, having conversations with them. I think that's where you can really strive, strive forward. Excellent. Yeah, Scott, I think that's great. And I remember meeting you for the very first time. I think we were in Sydney together yeah, we would have been. At, a, at, at an event. And then, um, event. yeah, that was, I don't know how many years ago, probably, yeah. probably a little while ago. Yeah, it'd be easy, um, 10, 15. 15 maybe, yeah, 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 it was great. And so, you know, even then, just getting around people again at another or event, connecting with people, uh, learning off each other, that's just keep doing it. And I and I see you do that all the time, which is great. And um, so, which is brilliant. So, yeah, team, listeners, uh, connect with people as much as you can uh, going forward is what Scott's saying. So that's, that's wonderful. Like, where do you see it? Where do you see it? Where's your, where do you see five years? Uh, I see leaders definitely having to be more transparent, but I think we actually need I, I need we need to see leaders stepping up and showing up. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of people hiding at the moment. There are a lot of people mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't know, and I can't mm-hmm. handle this and that. We definitely need leaders to step up for sure. Yeah. Uh, number two is um, the transparency, as you said before. Totally get that. And then the third thing would be it's about how they can lead in a way that's actually going to take people on the journey and empower others more, yeah. uh, whether it be through connecting, whether it be through what you said before about getting people to do things, that's going to be the leader that's going to really lead and do really mm. well. Um, yeah. I actually think even just through the the, the pandemic and, and seeing companies go in, uh, you know, countries go into lockdown, but then seeing companies having to pivot and do things and adapt and all that sort of side of things, there were leaders who didn't step up. Italy. And there were leaders who did step up, and even if they didn't even have the leadership title, the management title, yeah. they still still stepped up. Those are going to be the leaders of the future. And in the next mm-hmm. five years, we will see leaders who will actually step up as well. But leaders who are not scared to say no, or yeah. not not scared to say what they need to say, they've, they're yeah. going to get across, get things across the line, and uh, it'll be mm-hmm. interesting to see that happen. I think that's so true. Like, uh, you know, when I worked in the corporate world, there were leaders by title, you know, and, yep. and you know, there was a band of people, uh, I called it the 250K band, and, and they stopped making decisions because they were just 
they batshit scared about losing their jobs if they put their head up, you know, in that corporate space yep. in the day, you, you know, if you, 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 if you, it was better to make no decisions then, then make decisions, right? So um, they wouldn't survive in this world now, I don't believe. You have to be brave. You have to make decisions. You have to, you have to be prepared to, to, you know, show people the way and, and, and go with what you believe as far as, um, you know, your leadership style. And I think that's so, going to be so important in the next five years. Yeah, it is. You're right. And, you know, I, I work with a lot of leaders at the moment who are saying to me, actually, Dennis, the last year, 18 months, two years, I've actually been bored with what I'm doing. And actually, you know, and I'm like, oh, so you've been bored. And then on the other, you're probably not giving everything you should be giving um, because yeah. you've been bored, but you're still taking that salary. You're still <laughs> yeah. being paid for it, right? You're still happy to take it, aren't you? And they went, yep. Yeah. I went, well, that's not good enough. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. have to be that 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 corporate athlete, as I call them, or that person who's out there outperforming, a high performer. But you need to be disciplined and bring your A game every time. And if you're not, then get out of the way and let someone else come in who is going to yeah. bring their A game. Totally. Yeah. Mm. Like that. Awesome. Hey Scott. Hey, thank you for joining us on today's show. If our listeners are wanting to get hold of you, where should they go? Best place is LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. Uh, hang out on LinkedIn. So um, you can check me out on LinkedIn, Scott Wilson. I think it's LinkedIn slash dot com hire Scott Wilson. <laughs> um, not for hire, but uh, that's that's my uh, that's my domain there. But yeah, check me out on LinkedIn. Come and have a chat. I love having a chat on LinkedIn. I love sharing what we're doing on LinkedIn. So that's probably the best place uh, for me. Awesome. Hey, Scott, thanks once again for joining the show. It's a pleasure having you on here today. Yeah, appreciate your time, Jens. Thank you. Hey, what we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Change is incredibly scary, especially with the unknown, the unfamiliar territory. It is time to adapt in our fast-moving uh, world when leadership is changing. Hey, listeners, uh, look out for the episodes as they're being released. Download them, have a listen, put a review and a rating. Uh, share them with your network, family and friends. Hey, if there's any feedback you'd like to give me or if there is a question you'd like me to ask the, the guests as I interview them, or if there's a question you want to ask me on the Ask Dennis freestyle episode that happens once a week, send me an email, dennis at leadingchangepartners.com. Team, don't forget to join the Facebook group, Leadership is Changing, that is now live and for you to join. A great community there. Other than that, team, hey, great to have you on the show today. And thanks for joining. We'll talk again soon. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leadership is Changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change, inspiring executives and leaders to adapt and lead a bigger game in a fast-moving world.